Alright, run it. Welcome to the Awkward Minority Podcast. This is one of your hosts, Lady Godiva, and the amazing Jesus Shuttlesworth, a.k.a. Sir Lucius Left Foot. Hey, everybody. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing pretty fine. I was trying so hard not to laugh. Oh, my goodness. I'm sick. I know you can tell. But man, these motherfuckers out here spraying chemtrails in every direction. North, <laughs> south, east, west. We getting acid rain everywhere. <laughs> she got raccoon eyes and everything right now. Red nose and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Yo, this is kind of off topic, but since my name is Sir Lucius Left Foot for this podcast episode, you have you got some favorite Outcast songs? Do I? Uh, I can't even count them on my fingers, but I have um, about five of them that I could tell yeah. you right now. G- give us, give us your five. Okay, so I like Prototype and uh-huh. Rosa Parks. Claiming to the back of the bus. <laughs> Claiming true. Uh, liber- liberation. Yo, yo, yo. Call, call of the wild. <laughs> yo, the hook on liberation is. Yes. They have to make a movie with that intro. It's a whole trailer. There's a fine line <laughs> between love that. and hate. You see, that's liberation, and baby, I want it. Like, how the fuck? Do you not have a Malcolm X or Martin Luther King movie start? But there's a fine line between love and hate. And see, that's liberation and they Oh, my God. Yo, Big Rube is one of the greatest poets to ever walk this earth. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, does, he does the poetry in all the Outcast songs. Like, one of my favorite, this, this Big Rube's not on this one. Well, if I had to pick one with Big Rube on it, it's 13th Floor slash growing old. He kills that, but... I don't know. One of my favorite um outcast songs have to be Two Dope Boys in the Cadillac. Hey. Uh-oh. <laughs> I just like <laughs> I like the I like the aggressive outcast songs, like the return of the G. Oh my fucking god. This nigga like my heart don't pump no Kool-Aid, jumping, you get too sprayed. Oh my god. Yeah. I just like I like the aggressive outcast. Like you like this generation would never know that that Andre 3000 was low-key like gangster back in the day. Mm-hmm. It was like um, I ain't about to go into it. I ain't about to go. I was about to. I was about to space out, and this podcast is about to go so left. I was just gonna. I'm just gonna leave it. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Andre 3000 used to be like low key gangster. He, oh Jesus! Christ. I'm trying so hard to hold it back. <laughs> I know. Big, big boy is also low key. Low key. Big boy is underrated. Like people do not listen to the lyrics <laughs> on Outcast and. UGK's player ball, he said, basically, he said you're paying child support because you miscalculated the next to the last pump. Basically, your pullout game, he basically said your pullout game is weak. So now you're paying child support. <laughs> Crazy. I know you like that song. ATLians? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, we used that in the, um, you that in the Louisville fashion show last year. 
I know. That was so cool. Yo, I fucking... Outcast is honestly, and this I, this ain't even no Homer Pride because I'm from Georgia, but Outcast is the greatest group ever. They're the greatest group ever. Yeah, I know. I love them. Big Boy said, I'm colder than the polar bear's toenails. All hell, there he go again talking that shit. Bend corners like I was a curve. I struck a nerve. And now you about to hit a southern player serve. I heard it's not where you from, but where you pay rent. Then I heard it's not how much you make, but how much you spend. You got me bit like elbows. You got I'm colder than a polar bear's bear's toenails. <laughs> Who's thinking of this shit? Like I have never heard a hotter line. Actually, only person that has ever spit a hotter line than that was um Method Man. We said y'all cold booty like pussy in December. <laughs> like this, like like you're like, what? You're like, right. oh, like it makes you it takes you back, like, holy shit. Like you just gotta. You just gotta look at the. You just gotta look at the wall. This is this is this is the younger younger people are not gonna get this reference because they probably think Lil Wayne's good. But Outkast spit that heat so bad that on um Hollywood divorce, Lil Wayne had to step his game up to the old Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne had to come on the track and just go in. Like you have never heard little. If you want to hear a good Lil Wayne verse that you haven't heard in a long time, go listen to Hollywood divorce. He said that's why I tried not to lie on wax like it's cancel like it's candle grease. Mm. Lie, he said, I try not to lie on wax like it's candle grease. Lie on wax. Y'all don't even get the right. Y'all don't even get it. They don't even get it. They're like, what the fuck is you talking about? I try not to lie on wax like it's candle grease. That's crazy. Country. Bruh, but yeah, special announcement. Me and Lady Godiva, the Icon Minority Show. We have been asked to join Google's Play initial launch of the podcast category on Google Play in the future when it comes out. How you doing? We blowing up. <laughs> yes, sir. I, get, I, had to, I had to word there, right? Like when it comes out. I don't know. I don't know when it comes out. I just know we was asked. And I was like, why not? Hell yeah. <laughs> so be, be on the lookout for that. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and all those platforms because when it drops, it's dropping. And we already have all the episodes that are already previously recorded on there. This one will also be on there. So when you be jonesing for us, just put on Google Play, iTunes. Mm-hmm. Kick yes. off shoes and relax your feet. Party on <laughs> down to the Aka minority beat this kid, kid. Hey. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, follow us like them chemtrails. <laughs> oh my God. Oh Lord. <laughs> but, oh, oh, oh. Also, big shout out to Pusha T. He is now the president of good music. Hey now. How amazing is that? Like seriously, how amazing is that? That's pretty cool actually. You went from moving 50 metric tons of cocaine to now being the president of a music label. Wow. That is a real hustler. Like when y'all watch Empire and that character goes from selling drugs to being a music mobile, that's fake. 
Pusha T actually did it. Like Pusha T's manager, it went to jail for this shit. Like his manager and them used to actually do this. So just know Pusha T is about what he speaks. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, man. That's I was thinking about that just all day today. Like, man, this man really like out here. Like Pusha T, he's one of the most underrated rappers as well, because he got some lines for you. But people just don't really know. Like I like I like the way he goes about it. Like he makes money without you knowing he makes the money. Like he's not letting it consume him. That's the way to do it, to be honest. Basically, a lot of people always want to flex and show off that money. We don't need to see your money, man. Right. Oh, man. I feel like just randomly quoting outcast right now. I got a call from the other way. That just came from some nigga was saying something. Talking about a good song. You remember me in school? Nah, not really. Okay, stop, Javar. Okay, I'm gonna try not to quote Outkast randomly during this podcast episode. <laughs> but he kept smiling like a child, facing depression. Like Cynthia kept asking me, "What kind of car you drive?" I know y'all pay. I know y'all got buku or dough from all the songs that y'all done made. And I applied. I've been going through the same thing that he has. Do I got more fans than average man? But not enough food to last me. I live by the week. I live by the week, like you little check to check. Then I've moved my feet, and now I don't eat. So we like net to net. I'm gonna stop, bro. <laughs> I thought about that verse because of Pusha T from Virginia. He's like, we done come a long way, like them slim ass cigarettes from Virginia. This ain't just stop, so we gonna just, so we just gonna continue. Like, oh my god, uh-huh. Andre, Andre three thousand actually said one time, somebody let me hold a number two pencil because they tested. Oh. <laughs> what? Like. <laughs> He can honestly say like blueberry cheese on a ham sandwich is good, and the way he just rhymes it, you'd be like, "That's what he did, bro." Like <laughs> blueberry cheese. I remember in high school, this one dude was obsessed with pretty pink baby blue, and my teacher was like, "Why are you always singing that dumbass song?" He was like, "Go listen to it." And like my teacher came in the next day, pretty pink. Baby Blue. Like, Outcast is the shit. I'm sorry. I would not apologize for liking Outcast. Never. You just said I'm sorry and I'll never apologize. I just said, I'm sorry. I've never will. I'm, that's, that's like, that's a sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. I have no problem. Oh my God. Oh my God. Mm mm mm. General Motors laying my mama off from work. General Motors tripping, but I come home bank like Hank from licking and dipping. Do you, bruh? But I come home bank like Hank from licking and dipping. Bank like Hank from licking and dipping. Hank Aaron was a baseball player for the Atlanta Braves. He hits the ball. He licks and dips around the bases. So I come home bank like Hank from licking and dipping. Nice. And licks. Hit. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> bruh! They telling me I need to get out and vote, huh? Why? Ain't nobody black born, but hoe. I can't say that word. Why? I got to register. I'm thinking of better shit to do with my time. Oh my god! They don't under these kids don't understand. They don't understand. I know. I feel bad for them, <laughs> bruh. But yo, speaking of kids that do get it, I gotta give a shout out. To the Missouri student body, mm. y'all banded together and y'all got that president who will remain nameless because we don't get any people shine. Y'all got him the fuck up out of there. Y'all got him up out of there. 
I'm very yeah. appreciative of that. Because this man, you know, do you realize how bad something has to be going on on a campus for a man to go on a hunger strike? Right. This student body was harassed so much when it came to being black on this campus that this man started a hunger strike. And then he went to the football team. And I'm glad the football team looked at this as an opportunity to do something great. They banded together and they said, we're not going to play. We're not going to take the field Sunday. My bad, Saturday. Not going to take the field Saturday. And then everybody was like, oh, yank their scholarships. Oh, yank their scholarships, which is very stupid. So you're going to tell these black people that they should just go to school and deal with the discrimination that's faced upon them simply mm-hmm. because they play a sport? Because right. like this one dude said, he said, I don't experience this because I'm a football player at this school. So, you know, they love the niggas that can run and shoot. He didn't say that, but I'm paraphrasing. But he said the other ones, the other black people at this school, they're, they don't, they're nothing to you, basically, because you can't, they can't contribute to what you want in terms of being happy on these Saturdays. So what they did was they stood up for the people that's voiceless, and they said, we're not going to play. And then the coaches, the coaches said, well, we stand behind our players. We're not taking the field on Saturday unless he get fired, unless he resigns. And then everybody lost their mind because it's like, oh, the coach is behind them. This is how bad it was that this, the teachers were going to walk out. The teachers were going to walk out if he didn't resign. Wow. How bad of a fuck up have, do you have to be for the student body to revolt against you? Then you got the teachers and you got the football players. You got the whole college ready to boycott you because of the way you handle racial incidents on the school property. Wow, that's that's a revolution right there, though, what they did, the, especially the one student that went on hunger strike, you know. That was beautiful. Like, yeah. I hope he, he probably somewhere eating like a motherfucker, man. I know I would have, <laughs> oh, he resigned? Oh, give me that cheese steak. Oh, he probably had, he like had ice cream ready. Like, he had ice cream ready. It's like, any day now. <laughs> that's a strong man like i yeah. like i'm not even gonna get into the negative stuff that people been saying because it's just like when obama became president it doesn't matter what they think the job got done you want obama to be president the job got done you want him to resign guess what he resigned there's no need to even fuck with these people that want to talk all this shit but my the thing i'm loving now is like when these people decide they want to say some ignorant shit about white people or black people that if there's a white person that say something ignorant about a black person, a whole bunch of white people jump on them. If there's a black person saying something ignorant about white people, black people jump on them. I, lo- I love to see that nowadays because it makes you really shitty when you think you out here and you got backers and your own group of people jump on you. Like, it makes you want to shut up. That's the way to end racism is to have all the races put each other in check. Right. Exactly. Like, when you see some black person saying something, you ain't got to be mean with it. Just like, man, chill out, man. Chill. That's what I do to people. I don't get rude with them. I don't do that. Don't say this. Don't say that. I just like, chill. Come on, man. You shouldn't be saying that. That's wrong. You ain't got to be rude. Just, 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 just hit them with that. Just hit them with that. I'm disappointed in you. Right. I'm not even angry. Mm-hmm. What they say is, is, is very, is bad when your parents like, I'm not even disappointed. I'm angry. I'm, I'm not even angry. I'm disappointed. Yeah, that's even worse. <laughs> make it hard hurt. Cause this one white dude was yeah. like, well, I, he was like, I don't agree with the way they went about it and all this. He was just going in, and then this other white dude tried to jump in, like, yeah, those blacks need to go back to the hood, revoke their scholarships. And then he was like, I don't know why you're throwing this racial epithet around. I was just saying I don't agree 
with how it went about. I'm glad it happened. It's like, I, don't use my tweet. It's like, don't use my tweet for you to tweet some racist shit. I'm not racist like you. I was rolling. It's like, right. we can all disagree, but like, if you want to disagree, disagree. Don't be like, they, don't, don't, don't play that stereotypical shit. Cause not all black yeah. people in the hood. Mm-hmm. You're right. You know, kind of makes me wonder, and I'm not trying to be all serious on here, sound like a man and everything. <laughs> but um, what, what if like, what? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you do not sound like a man. Oh, thank you. But um, I was going to say seriously, like what if the world would go to shit tomorrow? Yo. Would I mean, you know how to survive, like, with each other or even survive, period? Mm. I think about that a lot. Do yeah. you have a I do, too. <laughs> it's kind of scary to think of Seriously, if you sit down and just think about, like, oh, shit, third world countries, they're used to it, not throwing shade because like, that's like, you know, they know how to survive, whereas we don't know how to survive if if everything turned off like electricity and technology all together we'd be freaking out zombies in the streets you know like fighting each other don't know why our radio waves went left <laughs> no i actually have a, I actually have a plan for this like i watch the walking dead a lot so i have an actual plan if the world was to go to shit. you want to hear it sure mm-hmm. first of all I'm getting the guns lined up because what I done learned just from society in general is that when the world go to shit, chaos would ensue. Like nobody cares about each other enough to band together. You'll think that everybody would band together against zombies and all these other creatures that will come to harm us. But no, it's going to be the time that you have always wanted to kill your neighbor. So fuck this shit. His ass got to go because there won't be no more cops. So you're going to be out here trying to kill everybody. So I don't got time for this. I'm getting the people that want to, that want to be down. You want to be down? You're down. Come on. Right. We're going to have us a gun. We're going to have a lot of guns. It's not to kill people, but it's just in case we run across zombies because you got to shoot their ass in the head. And then I'm going to have a, a bunker. We're going to make an underground bunker. And it's basically going to be an underground town. We're going to have an underground town. With a bunch of people we don't speak the same language with. <laughs> Bruh, I'm taking I'm taking anybody and everybody that just want to live. Don't right. turn on us and we won't turn on you. We just trying to survive. We just trying to survive. We're gonna have we're gonna have roads and stuff. We're, it's gonna be the most elaborate underground facility you've ever seen in your life. We'll have houses, roads, places for kids to play. We'll even give you a job if you want it. Wow. And then we're going to have a house. We're gonna, it's going to be underground, but we're going to have like a, a actual above ground neighborhood. And it's wow. basically a fake neighborhood for you can keep. The one thing about crazy people is they feel safe and they will get comfortable. So you don't have to worry about them coming for you. Right. But we can also we can also watch them just in case they get curious. We can watch them and see how they interact with each other. This is how we know whether or not we can let somebody new into the culture. Oh, okay. Watching them, it's kind of it's kind of like you it's kind of like your trial period. If you if you're in these houses and you acting crazy, 
people. We gonna come out and ask you, do you want to come be a part of us? We got food and shit. We got food. We got ribs. We got underground. Of course, my black ass. We got ribs. We got food. We got ribs. My black ass. Don't worry about the ribs. We got ribs. But yeah, we got food. <laughs> we got food. We got soda. We got water. But yeah, we got basically. We don't have an endless supply of food because I'm. 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 Walmart will be mine, basically. It will be ours. Walmart is going to be ours. We're going to overtake Walmart for everything they got. We take it here. <laughs> but it's still sad that we're the same species and we still have to, like, keep one eye open because at any given point, that, that fine line, the person can, like, be like, oh, you know, I'm not on your team anymore. I'm over here, Mr. Meek Mills. Over here. <laughs> That's what I'm like. That's what that's what's wrong with people. Like nobody wants to be comfortable being friends with somebody. Everybody always want to be you. Instead of wanting to be friends with somebody and achieve your own goals, everybody's ready to turn on you. Like I remember we was talking about. I was like, man, I wish we can buy a private island. I was like, but nah. Hope bunch people will come kill us on it or rob <laughs> us. And you can never be in your own peace because it's always somebody that wants yours. Like even in this. We will have to have we will I probably I probably wouldn't get no sleep because I'm worrying about people all of a sudden trying to shoot everybody up just because they're crazy. He's going right. crazy for no reason. Right. This is a it's, sad world we live in. It is. And it's even harder having children because you gotta like make sure they're good, you know, in the process of it all. Oh I think about it all the time. I know it's it's I don't know. People will probably think I'm I'm you know, crazy for constantly thinking about it, but it, it's really good to figure out survival tactics. <laughs> I guess so. call me call me crazy because I'm thinking about this all the time. Mm-hmm. Like these zombies ain't playing with you, and I'm not trying to die by no zombie because zombie apocalypse happens. Just know the Awkward Minority Podcast. We just laid out an idea that you can use, use it around the country. Cause we gonna be straight. We we gonna be okay. We gonna yes. be okay. y'all can y'all can play around in them streets if you want to. Trying to this is not this is not that movie where them dudes go out on that what's that shit called? Um, purge or some shit. Oh. The purge. This oh. is not the purge. They gonna be like the purge is some fake shit. They gonna be really purging out there. They gonna be killing everybody because it's gonna be basically legal. There's gonna be no more cops, no more government. There's gonna be zombies acting the ass out these streets. So now you get, that's crazy. Like that still mind boggles. That still boggles my mind that in the mix of zombies trying to kill you, you gotta worry about other people trying to take what you got. Right. You know what I think? Um, I have this crazy idea that zombies will be the mentally, um, you know, like the ones that are in the institutes. And they run out of medicine. They have no more medicine. So they're like, what do we do next? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you said this movie's going to be the mentally interested. Man, I don't know. I don't know. I, all I know is we almost had bath salt zombies down in Florida. So uh, the, the drug generation is going to be the zombies because they're mixing these drugs that causes these side effects that they don't know about. And then next thing you know, it just out here in these streets, running amok. Mm. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> to lighten the mood a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was really about to say to lighten the mood a little bit. You remember the song Jazabelle by Outkast? Yes. 
that song is not that song is not at all lighting the mood. But I remember I remember in the song he was like, I asked her what she wanted to be. She said alive and made me think for a minute, then look in the eyes. I could have died. Time went on. Basically, this girl's dream was just to be alive. Mm. That's crazy. Like your whole yeah. dream. How many of the life have you have lived that your whole dream is just to be alive? Oh my goodness. I mean, speaking of dreams, <laughs> Miss <laughs> Mr. Shuttlesworth or Sir Lucius Leftfoot. <laughs> you know, she tried uh, really hard not to say Jesus. She tried really hard. She tried hard as hell not to be blasphemous and be like, Jesus. <laughs> but seriously, okay. What is the American dream to you? Yo, I remember I wrote a paper one time. My brother ain't in school no more. I remember we had to write something about that one time. And like I compared it to the Great Gatsby. You ever you ever read Great Gatsby? Yes. You remember in the Great Gatsby how everybody wanted to be him? Uh-huh. But come to find out Great Gatsby was one of the most depressive people in this whole world. He only threw parties because he felt so lonely. Yeah. The woman because of the woman they actually love was married to some douchebag who <laughs> so that's the way I look. I look at the American dream as just they make you lust. The American dream is lusting for a life that you can't have that you basically really don't want because you're being sold. The American dream is something that's sold and bought every day. Like it went from shit. Most of America doesn't even know at this point because people, if you if you ask people what success means, people people always say I'm providing for my family. If that's your ideal meaning of success, then that's what your children are going to do is grow up to provide for their family. But is that really living? Like. The American dream sounds horrible at this point. It's just living. Mm. It's just basically what you want to be. She said alive. That's basically what the American dream is, is being alive. Yeah. If you ask me, it's to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like, <No. laughs> like, like our goals are much bigger than just being alive. But to other people, just being happy, just... This happiness consists of going to work every day, complaining about work on Facebook and coming home and repeating the cycle only to be relieved that Saturday and Sunday have came. Yeah. Like there's no way of living. Like, I'm, I'm not, that's the problem. Society, the American dream in society standards is to make as much money as you possibly can, but never yeah. have any time to enjoy the money that you make or spend the money on anything that means significantly anything at all. That's the American dream at this point. Yeah, it's sad. And, uh, and you know, just to call it the American dream is is um, bogus in a way because it's like there's too many, you know, it's like diverse, you know, um, cultures, around here, ethnicities and stuff like that. And, it, it, and it's like, um, but I mean, I guess, I guess it would make sense because we are in America, but the fact that everyone that comes here, that's all they're focused on is money, getting money. It's a marketing plan. It's a mark. It's a marketing. The American dream is a marketing plan that America put in place to entice you to come here. They tell you, you can come here. The whole thing is you can come here and make a lot of money. That's like I said, that's the only thing they're teaching now. They're teaching you make as much money as possible. They're not teaching you be happy with what you do. Like, I have never heard people say, 
Oh, what you do? It's what you do and how much money you make from it. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, um, for example, today, it's weird that she said that. Okay. So is it okay if I, I tell the story real quick? Go for it. <laughs> um, so I was riding in the car, you guys. I don't know if you guys know just yet, but I commute every day um, and it takes two hours. But anyways, um, on my way back, this old man was driving 45 on 65 mile highway, but whatever. <laughs> playing <laughs> outcast. Southern playlist, it. Um, <laughs> funky music. Now, play if you're listening. Gotta make sure you don't abuse it. It's gonna get you high. Okay, I, I told myself I wasn't gonna do this, but I y'all should know. Y'all should okay. know. <laughs> okay, so I don't know how we got on the subject because there was there was a lady in the back. But anyways, we were talking about um our jobs, right? And I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to stay in a nine to five job. My, my goal is to find, um, you know, start a nonprofit or whatever. And he's like, you're going to leave a secure paid job for a nonprofit. Are, are you crazy? And, you know, I just, I had to take a, you know, a double take, looked at him like, are you crazy for even asking me that first off? <laughs> um, how, dare, how dare you have such? See, that's the problem. A lot of people, like I said, they're just trying to get as much money as possible. And then a lot of people, they don't have a dream because they never thought to dream. So it's crazy. The notion of wanting to do something that is creative and you're passionate about, you're, ba you're, ba you're basically talking outside of your ass to these people. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll be like, hey, look, boy, ain't for that fuck shit, so fuck this. Let me explain on the child style so you don't miss. I grew up by myself, not in no apartments, just a nigga busting flows off in the apartments. Now, who them boys that get it crunk every occasion? That's how nigga dusting, that's how niggas wasting. But in the middle, we say calm, we just drop bombs. That's where we come from. Oh, God. Just hey, no boys in the Bro, <laughs> I'm about to turn this into a fucking concert in a minute. Y'all keep fucking around with me. Keep on fucking around with me. It's gonna be a concert out there. That's the dream. That's the dream right there. It's the American dream. It's the, shit. It, honestly, honestly, the American dream. This is my American dream. It's to do what I love. Like, there's a lot of people that don't make a lot of money, but they're able to pay their bills every month and they're able to travel and see the world. That's what I want. I just want to be able to wake up every morning and do what I love. That's all I want to do. I don't care about all the other bullshit. Like. When it comes to San Juan and stuff, I have to do the marketing. But if I if it was up to me, I wouldn't even care. But we gotta we gotta make we gotta make money, cause that's I'm not that stupid. I'm not that stupid and naive to think that you don't have to make money in society. But I hate the whole notion that if you're not making as much money as possible, that you're losing. You're not losing if you're happy. I rather no disrespect to Robin Williams, rest in peace to Robin Williams. But Robin Williams was worth a lot of money, and this man killed himself. Alexander. I'd be always trying to kill Alexander Wayne. What the fuck is wrong with me? Alexander McQueen <laughs> killed himself. Like these are people, these are if millionaire, if millionaires are killing themselves and they're rich, you can't like people always like to tell this joke that I'd rather cry in a Ferrari. You know, if I'm if I'm gonna be sad, I'm gonna be rich and sad. No, that shit bothers you. I can just imagine being super rich and not knowing what you want to do in life. Right. 
that shit will eat you alive. You're useless to basically to yourself. But you know, y'all ain't listening to us. The people that want the people that listening to us, they get it. But a lot of people are sitting here like, man, y'all just y'all sound stupid as hell. But we really don't like. We're trying to tell you that life is not about all this money bullshit. My life is not about money. What's the point of having money if you have nothing truly to spend it on that you love? Right. Exactly. Fuck. I'm gonna buy a car. Okay, oh, that's nice. What the right. fuck? <laughs> I hope that, that car really gonna bring after that car bring you that happiness for the for the first day. What you gonna do then? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be yeah. it's, somebody, it's somebody in this world making fifty thousand dollars a year and the happy is all hell. Mm hmm. So that those feelings fade away real quick. That's why I want to be able to say I do what I want. <laughs> exactly. Stop being scared. Y'all scared. Y'all scared. Stop being scared, man. Go for what you want. Like, man, you fail, you fail, you don't, you don't. But don't let the American dream be. I'm gonna make as much money as possible because that's that's whack. That's that's whack. I make money. I get money. And then the way y'all go about it, like a lot of y'all say y'all want to be millionaires, you don't yeah. invest in nothing, then you need to learn the stock. You need to, first of all, you can go be a lawyer and put on a nice suit and tie and charge a thousand dollars an hour if you really want to make as much money as possible. Like people be saying they want to make as much money as possible working at McDonald's. There, there we go. You, you know, <laughs> I I want to ask the awkward minority family, right? Um, I have a question. So my question is, do you guys feel like your work or your job is in the way? I felt, I feel this way till now. Like when you have a dream, when you actually have a dream or an American dream, you feel like your job's in your way. I can't explain it. The, the, the people that get it are the ones that are going through it. So... <laughs> I don't know. Do you, you you know what I mean? Like it's it's just it's crazy. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. You feel like you could be doing something else, but instead you're here. Yes, and you know you hear it from me almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody like to taste the gasoline or burn motherfucker burn American dream. Not everybody like to taste the apple pie. Oh my god. They told y'all not everybody like to taste the gasoline will burn motherfucker burn American dream. Not everybody like to taste the apple pie. That's basically what it is. The American dream is the apple pie, but not everybody likes apple pie. So to go outside of that notion is to basically say that you want something better. And people don't understand that because they was always taught that you should just get a your ass better get a goddamn house because if you don't get no house, you're going to be homeless. And if you're homeless, you really going to feel the fucking pain of being worthless. Your ass, you rather have a house or be homeless. Like people be so dramatic when they tell you not to go for your dreams. Yeah. Your ass going to be homeless. Damn. It's no fucking me, though. It's no mental. Mm. But speaking of people trying to take away your dreams, man, the Tokyo Olympics, they're not slick. And I'm about to call them out for this. Like the Tokyo Olympics is coming up and they're looking for design work. Now, I know what y'all probably think. Oh, that's great. Like I, a lot of y'all been tagging me in this stuff because everybody know I'm, um, I'm a fashion designer. I also do art. And I appreciate y'all tagging me in this stuff, but you don't get no money from this. The Tokyo Olympics basically is trying to rob you for your art. <clears throat> oh. 
I'm going to say this, and I'm going to try to say it as nice as I can. I'm going to use my calm voice. Respect the art. Respect the art that is creating things out of thin air. Respect the art. Respect the artistry of the artist. Like, you're not about to sit here and ask me to work on something. To work on an art piece, sometimes it takes up to 10 hours. So you want me to spend 10 hours of my day on the initial drawing just for you can give me some little recognition or neither my bad you're not gonna give me recognition you're just gonna use my art and that's a privilege you're gonna see me like a t-shirt and a poster a t mm-hmm. i can buy my own damn t-shirt i can right. buy my own poster so you mean to tell me you're gonna belittle me to the point of saying hilma here here be happy we using it you're not gonna give me my the olympics bring in close to a billion dollars a billion dollars. So you mean to tell me that the Olympic Committee does not have a budget set aside for artist work? Or you're really that greedy that you want to take that little budget that you have, and it's already little, you want to take that little budget and now you're cutting it to zero because you can get some artwork from people on the internet for free? And I'm going to ask all artists, this is what we need going to come to do as artists, because a lot of us already do this shit when it comes up. We tell them no. I'm not going to say the company that tried to do this when it was this one fighter fighting somebody else. You probably can guess it because nobody nobody watches boxing. But they came to me and some other artists. And they wanted us to do the artwork for the event. And when asked about how much we would be paid, they, they said, oh, this enter our design contest. No, I asked you how much it would be paid. No, enter our design contest. You're not So you're not going to pay us, basically. You're not going to pay us, but you want us to enter a contest. And let me tell you about this contest. If you enter something into this contest, they they officially own your artwork. That means they own the copyrights to it. So if they don't use it then, they can just go in and change the words to it and use it another time and still not pay you because they basically own it. You sign the rights off to them. So now you're making no money while they, a multi-billion dollar company, a multi-billion dollar company now has the rights to your hard work. Your hard work is now in the system for a multi-billion dollar company to get even more rich off while you're at home proud that you got to get stolen from you're smiling as they ask fuck you that's it that's the screen that's how i feel i feel you want me to bend over and ask for more that's basically what you're doing you're basically raping artists of their art because you don't respect the artistry and all these other people i gotta calm down all these other people they always want you to do shit for free. I can't go to McDonald's and get French fries for free. If I come to McDonald's, you're going to charge me however much money it is. I don't buy food from McDonald's. You're going to charge me however much money that is for that French fry. And I don't get to just walk out for free. But you want me to design something for you for free? Are you fucking stupid? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like Andre 3000 said, but if I come to your job, take that corn off your cob, you're going to be all right with you? Huh. Mondo. God damn, you get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. That shit really pisses me off. This society always wanted to try to shortcut the creative people in this world. Yeah. People, and, and, people always asking you to write poems for them. What the fuck? All the time. What the fuck is you a... Just because you steal quotes off Instagram don't mean that real art is going to do you shit for free. Yeah, I had to learn the hard way, though, because before, you know, be, trying to be nice, like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Uh, yeah, I'll do it. It came overwhelming. And you were like, I, you were like, stop. 
doing that <laughs> because like you know you're worth more than that and you shouldn't settle for um doing things for free and i i get it now it doesn't work that way it is what it is like people can be like oh you should be proud somebody asked you no why the hell? last time i checked sally may old younger people like what the hell is sally may the bill companies are not going to be like oh you're an artist so you don't get to pay bills they still want their money every month, regardless of how much free art I have done, how much free shit I've done during the month. That shit don't count towards nothing. So right. your your fake respect, because first of all, you're going to post the art and not even say where you got it from. You're not even going to bring me along for the credit. I'm not. I don't take privilege in you wanting shit for free. I have never had that feeling, and I have never ever will have that feeling. So this is my message to the Tokyo Olympics and to anybody else that feels like us artists should just give you stuff for free. First of all, fuck you and what you represent. Secondly, you have a budget that should be set aside for design. We're not asking you to pay us millions of dollars. Millions of dollars would be nice. You're making billions. But I just want you to respect me just like I respect you. I can't go to the Olympics for free. So you shouldn't be able to get my art for free. If you would like to use my art, you should contact me, tell me what you want, and I would get back to you with a quote. You will pay my quote in full, in full, no negotiation. You will pay my quote, and we will go about seeing what else can be done after I do the initial work. There's no negotiations. Cause I can't negotiate for a fucking ticket to the Olympics. The thing is, if you was doing it for like a nice special Olympics charity, and even y'all charging to get to the special Olympics. So if you was charging for the special Olympics, you got I'm charging you too. Like charities need to understand that you're charging people stuff, but you expect people not to charge you too. Like I don't I don't veer it off into another avenue, but y'all get the point. Like Tokyo and any other organization that wants something done from artists need to start paying these artists because we have bills just like everybody else. Yep. Tell them. We have the shit. We we have to buy equipment. Shit ain't cheap. I know, right? <laughs> the fuck? I had to buy a new design tablet because my old one was getting cruddy. You think they was like, oh, you make great art. I'm going to give it to you for free. Nah, the motherfucker said xyz amounts of dollars and i gave them xyz's amounts of dollars they don't give a fuck so why should fuck why should i give a fuck about your sad story oh i would love to have your art drawn y'all would love for you to draw me this drama that will pay me first of all i don't mess i don't even secondly i don't even do commission because i've been unscrangled somebody because y'all stupid as hell y'all don't <laughs> never know what y'all want people i remember um when i was younger i wanted to do commissions but like i said it'll take like 10 hours to do something People will wait till you get to the ninth hour and text you and tell you they want they want X Y Z. Okay, they say I'm working on something. I'll be working on like a woman on the beach. You'll text me. Oh no, I wanted to be a man and he at the club. Are you serious? I just spent nine hours on this. Now you want me to just change it? I'm supposed to just scratch this? You're not paying me enough for my sanity. That's why I don't do websites for other people. I just I only do mines. Words by Lady G. And that's it. I don't retire. Like I know, I don't do, I don't do people websites anymore. I retire. I love it, but it's like, I nah, bro. Yeah, they don't respect us. Yo, keeping with the outcast theme. Speaking of respect, when you was younger, did you fully grasp what Miss Jackson was about? The the what? I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. 
when you was younger, did you fully grasp what the song, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson, Ooh, I am for real. Did you fully grasp what that song was about? <laughs> of course not. Well, that was the cool thing about older songs. You know, they were, they were just, you know, low key with it. <laughs> Bruh, I could never, I never fully grasped it. When, like, when I was younger, I was like, sorry, Miss Jackson. I was like, my baby mamas don't like me. I I, never, I used to be so engaged in this song, like Sergeant Jackson, who I am for real. <laughs> never meant to let your daughter down. I apologize a trillion times. Then I grew up, I'm like, God damn, they got some baby. This is real baby mama drama. He said, <laughs> he said, you he he said she be sending his baby's mama, mama, be sending boys to the studio to try to fight him. Mm. He said, that's my house. I disconnect, I disconnect the cable and turn the lights out. <laughs> Let her know her grandchild is a baby, not a paycheck. Private school, daycare bills, medical bills. I pay that. I love your mom and everything. So I don't want to stay down. You don't want to rip me up and start a cussing. You know, my lawyer, stay down. Bruh. Like, I'm like... <laughs> Big boy, I big boy underrated. I'm telling you, man. Now that I think back on it, I'm like, that is some deep shit. Like, yeah. I, I'm not no baby mama, but I'm like, man, I can just imagine people going through it. Like, whoo. They thought they thought they go to school <laughs> children. I am for I never meant. Then they said, me and your daughter got a special thing going on. You say it's popular. We say it's full grown. Hope that you feel this, feel this way forever. This a life lesson coming up. You can plan a pretty picnic, but you can't predict the weather. Oh my God. The jewels that are dropped in that song is amazing. <laughs> you can plan a pretty picnic, but you can't predict the weather. I don't think people don't understand how deep Outcast is. <laughs> I wonder did he write that about Erica Badu though? Yeah. November 7. They got the Sun 7. Erica Badu is pretty dope, too. We love yeah. Erica Badu on this podcast. Let's be clear. Erica Badu. I'm throwing the fist up in there. That's our, that's our homie right there. Soul sister. <laughs> Wumbles yeah. in the, the sunshine's and dreams. That's the way the cookie crumbles. So I guess I got to reroute my dreams. But, yo, I know everybody wants to talk about this, so I guess we got to go and do it. We got to go and do it. Hold on. <laughs> I sip my Starbucks. Hold on, give me a minute. Ooh. Okay. Woo! Sipping my Starbucks. You hear you? You already know. So this week, and get my panties in a bunch news. Hey guys, what's up? Josh Fairstein here. You know, I think in the age of political correctness, we become so open-minded, our brains have literally fallen out of our head. Do you realize that Starbucks wanted to take Christ and Christmas off of their brand new cups? That's why they're just plain red. In fact, do you realize that Starbucks isn't allowed to say Merry Christmas to customers? Well, I decided instead of simply boycotting, well, why don't we just start a movement? So when I went in and I asked for my coffee, they asked for my name, and I told them my name is Merry Christmas. So guess what? Starbucks... I tricked you into putting Merry Christmas 
on your cup. And I'm challenging all great Americans and Christians around this great nation, go into Starbucks and take your own coffee selfie. And then I challenge you to not only share this video so that the word gets out, but let's start a movement. And let's call it, I don't know, hashtag Merry Christmas Starbucks. And I know that by sharing this video and getting other Christians to do it, well, I guarantee that we can make this go around the world. And Starbucks, guess what? Just to offend you, I made sure to wear my Jesus Christ shirt into your store. And since you hate the Second Amendment, I even carried my gun. So you mean to tell me this is what gets you mad? This is what pisses you off as a Christian? Not police brutality. That doesn't get you mad. Young people being beat in the streets for simply being alive, for being black, for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. That doesn't piss you off. That doesn't piss you off. Being beat and dying in the street, that doesn't piss you off. But a fucking cup that's red now pisses your dumb ass off. Social injustice. Social injustice doesn't make you mad. Sean Bell being killed the night before his wedding in the alley by some dirty ass cops because they thought he had a gun when he really didn't have a gun and he had no reason to shoot at them because he was simply just enjoying his bachelor party before he was to marry his queen the next day. That didn't piss you off. But a red cup from Starbucks did. Oh. Trayvon Martin walking home one night and it's raining and he's just trying to get home before the all-star game comes on because he loved the Miami Heat and he loves LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. He's just sipping on his iced tea and his Skittles and then some thug ass, punk ass, bitch ass pussy because that's what George Zimmerman is, a pussy. A pussy starts a fight with him. Trayvon Martin beats the pussy up. The pussy decides, oh, now I'm losing this fight so I'm going to shoot him in cold blood. That didn't make you mad as a Christian, but a red cup has now made you make a video. You have made a video about a red cup. A red cup. A young man died in Walmart because the cops, cops preceded him to have a real gun in a toy store section of Walmart. That didn't make you mad. They came in and shot that man out of the clear blue fucking sky because some little punk ass, another pussy in this incident, because these pussies lied and said he was waving it around. So the cops didn't even go in and ask what the fuck is going on. Mind you, you in the open carry state. So you can literally carry a gun in your hand in Walmart. You can carry a machine gun. And oh, I didn't forget about your machine gun video. I'm going to get to that. You're, you can carry a machine gun and you literally shouldn't be harmed. Walmart, and this boy died in Walmart, but a red cup has pissed you off. A woman was raped at a college and walked around with the fucking mattress to bring attention to this. And this, there's another social injustice, but a red cup pisses you off. You know how many times we have been told that we need to stop complaining about police brutality? You know how many times we've been told that we're making up racism, that it doesn't exist? You know how many times we have been told that black people just love to bitch and moan? 
We love to bitch and moan because it makes us feel important. But a red cup is what you choose to lead your mob against. A red cup. A red cup. I'm trying to fathom this. This is why I keep on saying red cup. A red cup. A red cup. A red cup from a Starbucks. A red cup from a Starbucks. Starbucks. First of all, let me tell you this. And I went back as far as I could go to even see. Starbucks last year had stripes on their cups on this red cup. Didn't have nothing to do with Christmas. You go back further than that, you see circles. You see other shit. I think you've seen a snowflake. Last time I checked, snowflake symbolizes what, Lady Godiva? Winter. Thank you. It symbolizes winter. Now, I went back as far as I could and couldn't see nothing to do with Christmas. I didn't see, because what I was trying to see, Jesus being born on a cup. I did not see Jesus dying on a cup. I did not see a scripture on the cup. Shit, I didn't even see Mary Christmas on these cups. So Starbucks have never said that these cups are specifically for Christmas. They said they are holiday cups and they reflect the holidays. So why the fuck are you, a grown-ass man, bitching about a cup? You done made me use the B word. That's how pissed off I am at your stupid ass. I am now using the B word. So you're out here bitching about a cup. You're a grown-ass man. You're bitching about a cup that really never symbolized Christmas. Well, no, I didn't symbolize Christmas because if you go into a Starbucks around December, we're in November. First of all, it's November. Can damn Thanksgiving get here first? Can Thanksgiving arrive before you start bitching about red cups? We're in November. If you go into a Starbucks around December, they tell you Merry Christmas. They tell you Merry Christmas, Christmas, Happy Holidays. They have a thing in there called, wait for it, sit your ass down. Don't, don't, don't fall on your gun. They have another thing in there called Christmas. Holy shit. What is he about to say? Great Scott's blend. They have a, they have a coffee called Christmas blend. If that's not the blatant, most obvious thing showing that they love Christmas, then let's go further. Some Starbucks, and I'm using some loosely because I haven't been to every Starbucks that were ever created. Starbucks have Christmas trees in them. Holy shit. For this to be a place that hates Christmas, they sure got a lot of Christmas shit. Reindeers, Santa Clauses, but this is the company that hates Christmas. And you're like, oh, the customers, they should go in there and have them write Merry Christmas on it. So when they get your coffee, you can say, they can say Merry Christmas. You know how fucking clownish you sound? You're a grown-ass man acting like a three-year-old making videos on the internet. It's November. Why the fuck would I be telling you Merry Christmas in November? Thanksgiving is not even here. We need to stop this false attack on Christianity. Christians are not being attacked. Stop trying to be a minority. Trust me. Take this from a person that is a minority. You do not want to be what we are getting attacked for. You do not want people to jump down your throat. You do not want to live with the fear that a cop can kill you tomorrow and nobody would give a fuck. Well, people will give a fuck, but not the people that need to give a fuck, like the judges and shit. And the prosecutors. So you need to stop what you're doing. You need to understand that Christianity is power, but you're using that power in the wrong way. 
this is that's why I can't identify with being a Christian. I personally, I just believe in God. Like I fuck you know, people like you make me hate the religion. Preachers like you, you're a preacher. You mean to tell me that your ass out here instead of preaching, you carrying guns in places like Starbucks and writing Merry Christmas on shit? That's what you're spending your time doing? That's what we're doing now? And then if you really want to go into it, because I'm, 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 I'm enjoying this ether I'm giving you. I can't lie. I'm smiling as I do this. I'm smiling as I put you in your place. Because you was on CNN earlier, and you know you fucked up when CNN is actually giving you facts. You was on CNN earlier talking about you can't hear them in the mic. Well, I hope you can hear me clearly. You listening? I hope you listening. Get closer. Get closer. Put your ear to the stereo. Put it close. I want you to hear every word I'm speaking right now. I want you to understand me so clearly that I'm basically inside your brain. I want my voice to come out of your mouth. So you're telling me that a company that has never identified themselves as Christian should just all be like, fuck Jews. Fuck Kwanzaa. Fuck it all. Just fuck it. This, we're just going to cater to Christians because, well, this Christian on the internet, he's bullying us. He's telling us we hate Christians, so we're going to show his ass. No. I thought, I thought the whole purpose of being a Christian was to love one another. You passed the homeless person on your way to that um, Starbucks. Did you give him a dollar? Did you invite him in for a Danish? Well, a coffee, conversation. Did you even pray for him? Did you do anything that an actual Christian is supposed to do? No. You just walked in there. You saw a cup. It was red. It didn't have any Christmas. I say that in quotation marks because it never had Christmas designs on it. You said, I'm going to get on the internet and I'm going to... I got to use this word again. I hate using it. I don't call women this, but in this case, I call you this. You decide you're going to get on the internet and you're going to bitch because you're a pussy. You're a pussy hiding behind Christ. And you're making it bad for other Christians. Christians have to carry this weight already that you fall. If, if Christians are being attacked so bad, why are you out here acting crazy? This is the same man. I told you I wouldn't go forget about your machine gun. I said I wasn't. Remember, I said I wouldn't go forget. This is the same man that said we should just take machine guns to gay people and gun them down. This who y'all riding with? This who you rolling with? This who you, this who you coming to the player's ball with? A motherfucker that want to gun down gay people simply because they're gay? Like, I'm so sick of this. You want to talk about PC bullshit. I'm sick of people catering to you. I feel like if you don't want to celebrate Christmas, you should have a, you should be able to go to the store and not see it. Because if you celebrate Christmas, celebrate that shit in your house. I celebrate Christmas, but I don't need to go somewhere else to see it. Like how, how dare, how elitist and pompous assholeish do you sound to say because you celebrate Christmas and everybody else you know celebrate Christmas that every store in this world must celebrate Christmas? How dare they cater to the rest of the world that personally might not even, even know what the fuck Christmas is or give two fucks about it? So they got to cater to you because of you and your little internet following celebrate Christmas? Fuck out of here, you clown. And I invite you on this podcast. Anytime, anyplace, anywhere, we can get it on. Because this lyrical assassin is always ready for war. And just know that was the light version. I'm sorry, Lady Godiva. I had to eat the him real quick. Don't be sorry. I feel the same way. It's really oh, sad. Fucking clown. I, I'm tearing up over here like shit. <laughs> 
fucking clown. Then he, he then, then he then he then he goes a step further and says that Obama is faking being Christian. That's what he said on CNN. He said Obama is faking being Christian. Obama is a black man. What is it to president. him? What is it to him? What is that gonna add a, another dollar in your pocket? I, I mean, I don't even know what the fuck it meant. And he not man. If Obama was faking being Christian, he is a black man that is president. Every secret this black man has had while being president, I'm pretty sure they has dug it up and they know about it. They do not want a black president. So don't you think they will research the fuck out of that? You think they're going to let a black man be president if he's out here lying? He ain't been causing chill, bro. Man, this bro, this dude, whew, we should lighten the mood because... But like I said, you can come on this show anytime you want to. Come on this show and feel free to say whatever the fuck you want to because, I, like I said, this lyrical assassin, my knife stays sharp. I will cut you alive with my words. Right. <laughs> let's, let's lighten this up a little bit. <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, I had to tell. I had to show your okay. son who really in charge, cause he don't give a. But I, I, I got, I got a story for you. Let's go. You want to talk about the um Zola story, stripper? Yo, <laughs> Zola, bruh. Miss Hooters. She had me. She had. I don't know or not you got somebody to make the movie, but we would love to direct. Zola, listen, we ain't got the budget that all these other movies are talking about, but this don't even need a budget. We can let us let us do it. Yes. Hollywood. <laughs> Whoo! What's your favorite? First of all, for people that don't know, tell them the base. Just basically tell them the premise of the whole story. Okay, so basically, she went on Twitter, um, and she was telling. Her, her experience, her lovely road trip experience with a girl uh, she barely knew, another stripper. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Going on trips. What the hell going on? Strippers going on trips. How you doing? United through Scripps. My favorite part is when she was like, she's like, she came in and she had like this big black dude with her. And she was like, oh, that's my sugar daddy. And she was like, me and her was just, we was, we was, we was connecting on our hoisms. I was like, oh my God, this shit is just so funny. Like, it started off crazy. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, what is, what is your favorite part of the whole story? Like, I have a favorite part, but what is your favorite part? Oh my goodness. I can't even think about it because the whole thing is so good. It had me right. It's such a long story. But like, you know, tweets only give you what, 140 characters or whatever? Yeah, but she went, she went ham. She went all the way. She went on and on, but I read the whole damn thing. <laughs> but um, it was funny how she was express her expressions. That was my favorite part. Like you could actually hear it through the words as you're reading it. <laughs> yo, yo, my favorite part is when um, okay, if you haven't read the story, pause the podcast and go listen to it or read it or whatever. People are actually turning into like somebody has like actually basically turned into an audio audio book that you can listen to on YouTube. And it's like a, it's like 30 minutes long. So go listen to that or read it or you can read it or not. Cause we about to spoil this shit. Cause it's been like three weeks. We've been waiting. My Wait, favorite oh. part. Uh-huh. Oh, go my bad. What you were saying? Sorry, real quick. So this person made a, made an audio. Are they paying her? <laughs> they need to be because 
They I used to go on audio somebody else's book. It's on YouTube. So I guess I don't know right now this person getting paid. But I'm like, how you just gonna audio somebody else shit? Right. <laughs> so my go favorite ahead, I'm sorry. Is, my favorite part is when she they hoeing, right? She hoeing the the white girl in the book, the white girl in the story, she she turns out to be a hoe, like an actual hoe, not like the slang term hoe, like open your legs and people pay to get inside of what's between those legs type of hoe. And she takes her boyfriend on the trip while she hoeing. Like, how you hoeing with your boyfriend? With your <laughs> boyfriend there? That's the most disrespectful shit ever. You hoeing <laughs> with your boyfriend there? Like, like what kind of disrespect? That's some disrespectful shit. And then you out, you hoeing and the girl Zola, whatever, Zoe, whatever her name is. Zola. Zola. She sets up the opportunity for you to make, first of all, you out here holding for like $100 with like $100? Yep. <laughs> I don't know much about the pimp game, but as she says, pussy is worth more than that. What did she say about pussy? That yep. <laughs> pussy worth more than that. How you out here holding for $100? What the fuck? You go. What she say? You go hold. You go hold right, girl. She right. Don't, and she picked her out real good. She don't put the girl on the back pages of like. I guess I don't know the hell the back pages. I guess that's where people go pick up strippers and hoes. You know, put her on the back page making five hundred. So they made what they made like five thousand that night. Yep. So you made five thousand that night secretly because her her pimp Z didn't know. So when Z comes and he like. So how much you made tonight? This dumb motherfucker gonna go five thousand dollars. My favorite part when she go, why she gotta tell the truth for? What she? Why she gotta tell the truth? It was like I only sent like three. We only sent three dudes up here. Why you say three hundred dollars then? Y'all could have had y'all little money and been chilling. Yo dumb ass. I, I made five thousand. He was like, how the hell you made five thousand dollars? Only had three dudes sitting up here. And then she like, then she spurred the snitching. Zola, Zola set it up for me. What the fuck? You don't like, even know the dike right, man. <laughs> you don't even know the dike right. You out here diking, telling on people. Yep, oh, and man. the white girl's name is Jessica. Yeah, so. Jessica, Jessica, Jessica. Jessica dumb as shit. And then Jared, man, I'm gonna tell you right now. But I'm not even gonna blame Jared because Jared did not know this shit was gonna happen. Because Jared is just an innocent little white boy. <laughs> innocent little white boy dating this little white girl. And he think it's just innocent too. He at the hotel. They first of all, you hoeing in the fancy hotels. How the f- what the fuck? I don't know nothing about pimping, but I imagine that you wouldn't be hoeing at the, the nice hotels. What kind of shit? So you just in these nice satin sheets hoeing. And Zola, and Zola just watching, just chilling. It's like, yeah, it's all good. Oh, can I, I'm going to read one part, okay? Because it's no. funny. So, so she's like, so Jess is like, yeah, I need the trap. But Jared is at, at the room and he goes, I wasn't putting y'all in the shithole that was for him, not y'all. I'm still quiet. We pull up to a nice hotel on the other side of town, and he goes, I'll get the clients together and text y'all off this. He handed her a trap phone, so I am mind blown at this point. 
So then we get to the room, nice as fuck. Just me and Jess, and I started going off. Bitch, you got me fucked up. I'm not about to play with you, ho. I'm going home. So she starts crying, and she's she's like, I don't want to take this trip alone. I didn't want to take this trip alone. Please don't leave me. I would be so scared alone. She's fucking sobbing. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Really? <laughs> now I'm feeling bad for the hoe. <laughs> Yo, maybe you should do the audio book, because I'm sitting here, like, fascinated, like I haven't heard it before. Oh, my God. Bruh. <laughs> The fuck the way she wrote this, like I hate books where they try to be too deep. She was perfect. Like she laid it out, like we in Florida. This dumb, this dumb chick that got me to Florida. I'm thinking we scripting. I done made my 800 at the club. I'm ready to go home. It wasn't even a new what it wasn't even a it wasn't even a fully new type of club because I'm a fully new type bitch. That's her words. She'll full fully new type bitch. So she gonna tell the girl, mind you. Y'all got in the car. He's talking, he talking about how much y'all made. Why, why the fuck you care? Right. My scripting is my scripting. Then he goes, shit, my girl. Mind OZ also has a girl, and she and she scripts too. She a scripter too. A fiance. He got a fiance, and she a scripter too. <laughs> well, you done got this girl on the, you done got this girl to Florida on some false pretense shit, and then Jared finds the fuck out. My bad. Jared finds out in the way of saying, are you out there trapping again? Again? <laughs> again. She out here throwing this pussy at the highest bidder and your dumb ass out here talking about some, you out here trapping again? What well, he said? I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> he said, I'm going to kill myself. I love you too much. <laughs> I love you too much. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> you out here trapping again. Oh my, oh my god. Oh, oh, I want to read this one part right here. It's funny, right? <laughs> she was like, I said, Jared, calm down, please. This white bleep starts punching himself like crazy people do, dog. I was <laughs> like, oh hell no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. He Jared is the fucking hero of the story. My God, Jared is the funniest motherfucker. Then he goes, <laughs> man, I hope y'all read this story because trust me, what I'm about to say gonna fucking blow your mind. Jared just so fucking pissed off that she just out here hoeing again. Because first of all, he finds out she trapping the first night. And then she's trapping again the second night. This nigga go and post it on Facebook. Oh, he man. goes and posts the whole thing on fake the whole back page ad because she said because mind you they arguing he like I'm kill myself I'm kill myself I love you too much I'm kill myself and so <laughs> you know, he started punching himself and shit so he goes so Zola goes she's just the boss of this shit she goes y'all playing too much it's it's already getting dark it, y'all playing too much nighttime coming come on we need to take these pictures so she's just gonna like disrespect this man in the middle of the argument to take her pictures for her trapping. Oh my god. So he goes, <laughs> mind you, how did he find so he takes the phone and posts the pictures and the ad on Facebook? Mm-hmm. For our family Everybody. to see. For our family to see. Right. For Jessica's family to see. And then that's not even the craziest part. <laughs> Tell us about the tip. I can read this part right here. I can't get over this. Yeah, read it, read it, read it, read it. <laughs> 
Okay, so Z's fiance, right? This is how she says it. She's like, his fiance unbuckled his pants and just gets on her knees and starts sucking his dick in front of Jared. And I was like, yo. <laughs> yo, well, he told Jared after because this, this happens after Jared um posts on Facebook. So he tells Jared to sit down in front of him. I'm like, yep. no. He said, I gotta take this man's, I gotta take his manhood. And then his fiance pull takes off Z's belt. And I'm like, oh my God, please don't fuck my, please don't fuck this dude. Please don't fuck this dude. Please. I'm like, please don't fuck this. I really stopped reading the story. Like I'm watching a movie and I done pause the movie. I'm like, please don't let this dude get fucked. Please don't let this man make this other man suck his dick. Please, please. I'm like begging with the guy. I'm like begging to the universe. Please don't let this man suck this other man dick. Please. But Lord have <laughs> mercy. I mean, if he want to do it, that's cool. I, I, that's cool. Hey, gay marriage and all. But, um, bruh, don't force no man to suck your dick. And then he like, he fucked it. The oh, my God. When he fucked, then, then he goes and fucked Jessica. I'm like, this, this nigga really going to kill himself now. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> that's the fact. I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> I love you, too. Oh my goodness, it's crazy. There's more to it too. She's like, um, their heart, heart pumps Kool Aid. It really jumps. It really pumps Kool Aid. <laughs> oh my goodness. So Z gives. Oh, they go to meet up with a client, right? That said two thousand dollars for one or four guys, something like that. I can't remember. I got. I got. So basically, after he done fucked Jared all up in the head, he makes Jared go do the out calls. He makes Jared drive her to the people's house. So now Jared is just the driver of his girlfriend and just got fucked by the pimp. It's been getting fucked all the while they been in Florida. Now Jared out there trapping. He done gave Zola a gun at this point. So they just in the car while she going there and fuck people. So they get another call and it's like, he's like, we need two girls it's four dudes it's like two thousand dollars so she calls z and was like well this dude want us to do it but he want two girls and she i bet she basically like i ain't doing that shit he go well well take her take her you and jared take her so <laughs> <laughs> you take her what you got the, you got the tweet lined up or do you want me to just tell them yeah this part is funny <laughs> oh, She's like, she runs out, right? Or the two, she says, and two big black dudes snatch Jess. Bitch, I ran so goddamn fast. I couldn't even see straight. I was out. (laughs) (laughs) She said, I I run out and the car is gone. I'm screaming, Jared, Jared, this fool gone. So I call him, still running. And he like, y'all done? (laughs) And she said, I said, bitch, he told you to never leave us. Where are you? He's like, I'm at the gas station. I was thirsty. I thought she was going to be a minute. <laughs> she, said, she said, I'm still running. Don't know where I'm going. I'm like, they snatched her, dude. Come get me. I'm calling the police. <laughs> Bruh. Bruh. Uh, she said, I'm, I'm just running. I can't even see scrunches. Oh, my God. <laughs> so said, I thought she going to be a minute. <laughs> This nigga Jared, Jared got thirsty. I guess all that, all that. I love how Jared is just like he's just like 
just calm one, suicidal the next, and just like I was at the store. I'm just at the store, chilling. Y'all out here fucking. You out here fucking everybody, but I'm chilling. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Go and go and tell that because they fuck it. Y'all know. Go and tell them what happens once they call Z. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so Z was like, I'm gonna take care of it. He gets there. You know, he's looking at them like, you fools. He, he's like, I'm going to go take care of it. And so she's like, oh, shit, I'm going to leave too. <laughs> so um, she goes, I'm trying to find it one second. She, oh, she goes, Jess runs towards the balcony, and this Jarrett was hanging. He didn't fall all the way. He was stuck by his pants, thank God. <laughs> no, you skipped, no, you skipped over. You skipped over the part where... Oh. Where, like, when Jessica gets grabbed. Oh, hold on. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Y'all, I can't even, I, at this point, I was going to, like, quote some more outcasts, but I don't, I'm laughing so hard at this, I can't even think straight anymore. <laughs> okay, so where's this? Me and Jared on the side of the hall. So Z pulls up and is like, it's this one, right? So Z pulls up and is like, let's go. I said, um, I'm going to stay here y'all go he goes i'm not in the mood all, all right come on g- come the fuck on so we all go <laughs> me and jared <laughs> on the side of the hall where you can't see and z knocks on the door a man goes who is it z goes where my bitch at man <laughs> <laughs> jessica screams and the voice says ain't no bitch here bro i was like oh my god z goes open the door Guess who opens the door? This with dreads that Jared was smoking with at the rundown motel. I was like, yo! Ad <laughs> <laughs> lives are just amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> Isn't that crazy, man? They just, they wilding out over there. <laughs> Bro, they get down in Florida. Man, when Gunplay was talking about pimping women in Florida, Bruh. Whew. That was not, that wasn't even the ending was crazy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she already told y'all that basically they go back, they get, they find Jessica in like the closet and they go back to, um, what like, what was it? They went back to like, what was it? Chicago or some shit? Yeah. Detroit, mm-hmm. Detroit. D-Tone is cold and D. But yeah, before they leave, Jessica basically got to stay in Florida because he ain't done, she ain't done trapping her rent. <laughs> so this one, Jared pulls out the hole when she, that's, she basically says, this nigga start hitting himself again and shit. That's what she <laughs> said. And then she say, he's like, no, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to kill myself. I, I love you too much. I'm going to kill myself. So then they leave it and Z like get in the car. I ain't got time for this. Basically, but then got them tickets out of town. Cause mind you, Z, oh Z killed the dreadhead. Z killed the dreadhead. Yep. <laughs> dreadhead just dead. Cause he said, basically, I asked him what my bitch. He didn't tell me what my bitch was. I found my bitch and I killed her, basically. <laughs> so the dreadhead just dead. Cause he said, cause the dreadhead also was a pimp in the area. Talking y'all taking out our clients. So since you want to be down with us, she gonna be down with us. She talking about some. I can just imagine Jessica in the car. 
I they wanted me to try for them, and I said I wasn't gonna try out for them. So yeah, <laughs> I just blacked out. He just beat me till I blacked out. Like, bro, like, oh my god. So yeah, Jared just basically he lost. What what? She lost in the game. She lost in the sauce, and he lost in the game or some shit. Oh my god. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. So basically, Jared. Jared, as they're about to leave, Jared just goes and he just jumps off the balcony because he told us, I'm going to kill myself. Fuck it, I'm going to kill myself. He jumps off the balcony, but as he jumps, his fool gets stuck. Gets stuck on the balcony. So he's just hanging. <laughs> What's he say? He's like, I swear to God, he jumped Bible. Like, he just he just hanging on the balcony. Now, this dumbass, mind you, this Z dude, he lives in, like, a nice upscale apartment or nice lo- lo- condo. Mind you, him and his wife, like, counting money and shit. And this dumbass done jumped off the balcony and just hanging. It's <laughs> all kind of stupid shit. Oh, wait. Wait, wait. This one part is funny, too. She um, So, Jessica's talking to Zola, right? And she's like, I swear I didn't set you up, Zola. I never intended for you to trap. That's why you didn't. I hope we can be friends after. <laughs> and she, Zola said, I looked at her like she wasn't speaking English. And I said, I'm not going to beat your ass because you already in bad shape. But I better not ever see you or hear from you again. And she walked away. Z literally buckled Jared's seatbelt. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine being so fucked up that a grown man had to buckle your seatbelt? Oh, oh yeah. She said, bear with me. It's almost over. <laughs> yeah, don't include Just read out the whole end for him. The whole end, because okay. it's, it's beautiful. Okay, so she goes, when we landed in Detroit, my man picked us up. We both look horrible, so washed up and tired. My man was like, who is this white boy? What y'all, what's wrong with y'all? I said, babe. Neither of us are the same. Just take him to his car and take me home. We dropped Jared off, and on the way home, I told him everything. He couldn't even speak honestly. Check check this out. This the last four tweets. I get a collect call four days later from a jail in Las Vegas. It's Jessica. She goes, we got caught trapping in Vegas, and we all got arrested. I said, oh, why are you calling me? She goes, Z was wanted for kidnapping 15 underage girls and is linked to six murders, including Florida. I said, Florida, murder? You have the wrong number. She screams, ask Jared to bail me out. He won't answer my collect call. I said, Jared, you really have the wrong number. And I hung up and called Jared. He goes, yeah, I heard. It's on the news. He's a huge trafficker. I found out later that Jessica and his fiance played victim and said they were forced and z whose name i can't pronounce was african man and was wanted literally everywhere he got sentenced to life and i hear jess is back in detroit with her mom and baby and that's the end of that bruh bruh <laughs> got me bruh. losing my voice again <laughs> i got like a, i got like something to add to this that you don't even know because i was looking at her um her twitter as you was telling the story okay Zola is not the first person that Jessica has set up to do this. A, a couple more scrippers have came out that said that, that um Jessica had actually been doing this, trying to get people to trap with her. Wow! Mind yeah. you, they met at they met at Hooters. At because, Hooters, man. yeah, because um Zola was their waitress. <laughs> right. 
Bruh, how you just gonna go somewhere to Florida with somebody you don't even know? Like, right. good lord. Okay. I, real quick, before we transition to the next one, I have to say this part real quick, okay? In the beginning, when she was talking about when she met them, <laughs> yeah. she goes, okay, where is it at? Um, let's see. Oh, okay, so she goes, so we vibing over our hoism or whatever, and we exchange numbers. And we like, next time you dance, hit me up. I'm going to come dance with you. And they leave. So the next day I get a text like, bitch, let's go to Florida. And I'm like, huh? She's like, I'm going to dance in Florida. Let's go. Now I'm skeptical. Like, damn, bitch, we just met and already taking whole trips together. But I had went to Florida two months prior <laughs> and made 15000 So low key, I was down. So I was like, okay, I'll go. Who's all going? And we leaving. And when we, when we leaving, all this bitch said, be ready by eight. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, this story is too crazy. And then, of course, Jessica done came out and said it wasn't true. Like, like wow. Like, I'm not shocked that you would not be like, nah, I was not trapping, getting fucked every night. And it's stupid. <laughs> like, of course you're going to say it's not true. Like, we're not shocked. But you know what? Zola just put her her business out just like Jared did. So it was no different. <laughs> Basically, like, but Zola, Zola just come out as a person that got tricked into going to Florida. Jared? Bruh. <clears throat> now everybody knows you just lost in the sauce, bruh. Lost right. in the sauce. <laughs> okay, y'all ready for the awkward mail? <laughs> the <laughs> As y'all know, each podcast, we read a... Awkward mail. Right. <laughs> you can reach us at Javaris at Planet of the Sandcorn. That's J-A-V-A-R-I-S. Sandcorn is spelled S-A-N-Q-U-O-N. But you're probably more than likely sending it to Good Deer at G- Words by Lady G. Whoop, <laughs> Don't tell how to spell it. Oh, G H A D I R at wordsbyladyg.com. Yeah, just be sure to put awkward mail in the title and we'll be sure to answer your question. So, what we got today? Today, this is a long one here. You ready? Let's go. <laughs> okay, y'all bear with me because y'all, my voice. All right, here we go. Okay. I'm 27 years old and I'm having an ongoing conflict with my family. I'm the oldest of four girls, 21, 23, and 25 years of age. We were raised in a single parent home and experienced some traumatizing situations growing up. We ran through back alleys while my parents fought and people called the police. We were even homeless at one point. Being that I'm the oldest, I was always faced with the responsibility of taking care of my younger sisters. At the age of six, I was a latchkey kid, and it was my responsibility to watch my sisters after school. As I've gotten older, I realized that maybe that was never my responsibility. I stopped talking to the 23-year-old sister about a year ago because I loaned her money to reserve her dorm room at her college and she never returned it. Instead, she chose to curse me out about it and never give it back. 
it wasn't even a large sum of money, but it was about the principle. Growing up, my mother was very abusive and took all of her frustration out on us. I mean, at the age of eight or nine, she caught me in a lie and she jacked me up against the wall and told me that she would kill me. During my teen years, she even pulled a knife out on me. Whenever she was mad at my father, she took it out on me specifically, I guess because I'm his twin. She used, she used to tell me that I thought I was better than everybody else because, I was, uh, because of my ish skin. I'm light-skinned. She's a medium brown complexion, and I've always thought she had an issue with lighter-skinned people. Yet, she had kids by my father simply for the fact that he was light-skinned. When we were kids, she was arrested for beating my younger sister for something so minor. She would always put the blame on her for everything that happened in her life. Most of the years that I lived under her roof, I experienced severe depression to the point where I had to leave school early during my junior year. Since I was 16 or 17 years old, I got a job and had been helping out. I couldn't even buy a car because I was always giving money to my mother. It was to the point where I had to hide my money in some deep hidden places in my closet or just get money orders. A lot of the time she would still find it. I even helped her refinance her home. After I left home, I continued to help her. I even gave her my account number for emergencies with the limit. Then she started taking large lump sums out of my account, like $300 to $400, and I was forced to change the account number. I decided to cut her off for about six months. Recently, she asked me for money to help with the bill, and I guessed that I didn't respond to her in a timely manner. So she sent me a text message saying that I was dead to her. I don't know what to do at this point. I feel as though I have the right to live my life freely without worrying as an adult. I'm tired of her excuses, but how do you cut off your own mother? I just really don't know what to do. I even went to my pastor, helpless. This breaks my heart. You want to go um, over? Yeah, go ahead. Now, Sandra, you want to go first. Oh, okay. Um, this is actually a, a good, um, I mean, it's not good, not the situation itself, but a good uh, awkward meal, you know, um, because it's, it's, it is fuckery in a sense because of her mother, but um, I think there's a few things that she can learn here, you know, from it. Um, she could either take it and be negative and feel sorry for herself and just remain in that dark hole forever, or, um, she could just look at it as she's gained wisdom as to how to take care of herself first off, how to be a survivor, and then how to manage her money while, you know, budgeting and um who to stay away from like even though yes she's your mother and just just like she's an adult you're an adult now too and it's not disrespectful to distance yourself sometimes we have to learn to love people from a distance even if it's your mother because um they're not perfect you know our parents are not perfect and they sometimes need to learn a lesson as well 
So um, I think that you don't entirely cut her off. Just keep your distance for a while and pray for her. I mean, I don't know if you're into praying, but if that would help, um, it, it would probably change your relationship, the distancing. Sometimes it actually does help when you distance, because if you stay in the same situation at each other's neck, there's no resolution because both parties are angry and frustrated and just, you know, clouded. Um, your mind is cloud, clouded or whatever. So get, take this time, um, work on, you know, work on yourself and, you know, free yourself from it. Don't feel guilty. This isn't even about you, actually, you know, or your sisters. It's, uh, it's about your mother and something she needs to work on internally. It has nothing to do with you. Um, and don't ever be ashamed of your skin color. Be, be proud of it. You know, um, it, it really breaks my heart when I hear stories like this, you know, cause it's, it, it happens way too often, you know, but, um, I'm not going to get emotional over here. So you could, you could, um. <laughs> get, you could, uh, you could go ahead and, um, speak on it. <laughs> You basically nailed it, to be openly honest. That's the way I feel. I feel you got to get away from these people. Like a lot of people in times, like when you talk about family, family is only thicker than, what they say, blood is thicker than water. Well, blood is thicker than water till you get to the mud. So you can only do so much for these people that are bringing you down. Like you're trying to have a healthy life. And if these people want to treat you like a social piranha, you just got to be like, fuck it. Like you do not owe your mom anything. She brought you into this world. You did not ask to be in this world. You did not choose to be a part of this family. You just was the, you was just honestly, I'm not even trying to make light of the situation, but this is just basically what it is. You was just the sperm that made it. Yeah, and you should know and what I mean. Like, in the right, like you're the sperm that made it. Be. So, so you should take this time and just get away from these people. Like you should never feel like you owe your family nothing. If you try, you try to be cultural with these people. And she treats you like shit. She abused you. That's something that some parents would do. Yeah. It would take, it would take the the it would take just suck you dry and then try to act as if you're wrong because you don't want to be around them anymore. But if it's causing you to have headaches and feel like you just just hate life and shit like that, like never feel like you owe your mother anything because you don't. You don't owe her. You if you don't want to speak to anybody in your family ever again, you don't have to. They're family like they're born family is nothing but people blown with the same bloodline you do not have to be bonded to these people because all they're going to do is bring you down and one day you're going to wake up angry like them because there's people in this society as we like we was talking about with the zombies people in this society loves more they love nothing more than to see you suffer with them they hate to see you smile they hate to see you get to where you're going the worst thing to see on people is you reaching a goal because they don't have a goal. They sit around and they judge you for having a goal so that you can get to the point of stopping having a goal and you can be angry like them. They see you making money, they want to take your money. She want to take your money. She wants you to be reliant on her for you can be under her forever and never be free. That's what she wants. So if you can afford to get away, get away. You don't have to speak to this woman. You owe her nothing. Like, a lot of people like that's fucked up to say, but these people don't have to deal with this person. These people don't have to deal with this parent that you have. These same people don't even understand what it's like to have these type of parents. So you shouldn't listen. 
If somebody telling you it's wrong for you not to speak to your parent ever again, ask them about their parent. They can't tell you, oh, you're wrong because you want to get away from an abusive parent. This woman is trying to bring you down. Do not let her win. Seriously, do not let her win this battle. You will, you will, you will stand strong and you will be like, fuck this shit. I'm tired of this. I tried to be, I tried to be friendly. I tried to be a loving daughter, but you would not allow me to be. So until you get yourself together, I'm gone. This is what you had to approach it. Yeah. And um, I just, I, I want to say, I'm really sorry you had to go through that. You know, you and your sisters, um, no child should go through that. Uh, another thing, like, just because, you know, she, I can um, imagine here through the letter, I can, I can feel your pain, like, um, especially with the abusive part. And I, I could sense that she might have verbally abused you as well, you know, with, with um, the name calling of your skin complexion. But please don't, don't take that with you. You can, you know, you know that saying when they say um, forgive and forget, right? And a lot of people say, well, I can forgive, but I, I can never forget. That's fine. You'll never for, forget. But down, down the line, that that scar is gonna heal. You know, and you gotta, it, you yeah, you gotta live. Forget. You gotta. To me, always say never carry around the burden that somebody placed upon you, but understand to never let that person back in your life. Like that's not like that's not holding on to the burden. Is you you tried it. Like what do the kids? I'm trying to I'm trying to lighten the mood a little bit because we all like somber. But what what they like to say? You tried it, you tried it, you tried to get me. But I'm gonna curve you with that, and we're gonna go about our day. You're, I'm not gonna speak to you again. You know why I don't speak to you again? I'm gonna try to forget you even as this. That's the only way to go about it because you can't carry that burden because then you won't under because if you carry this burden, you won't understand why somebody else will love you when the person that created you don't. So you cannot have that hanging over your head because it's going to eat at you. You don't want something to eat at you because that means she won. You don't want her to win. You're a beautiful queen. I don't even know you, but you're a queen and you need to con con continue conducting yourself as such and don't let this woman win. Simple and plain. Nobody yeah. can tell you that you're wrong for not wanting to be around her. She's abusive. She needs to learn to treat you like a beautiful queen. Right. Yeah, and, and if you need someone to talk to, feel free to email us. You know, um, we are more than happy to reach, you know, reach out to us and, and we'll definitely um, keep in contact because no one wants to feel alone. Just know that you're not alone, you know. <laughs> yeah. Remember, <laughs> yeah. note. We're going to bring this podcast episode to an end. I am Jesus Shuttlesworth, a.k.a. Sir Lucia's left foot, and she is the lovely Lady Godiva. Good night. Good morning, wherever you are. <laughs> Peace. Bye.